Hello and welcome to Enough Said, the podcast brought to you by the registered charity Independent Newham Users Forum, broadcast and recorded live from Ithaca House. We are the mental health charity for Newham-based residents in the heart of East London, providing support services for individuals who've been previously diagnosed with a mental health condition, their carers, support workers, relatives, professionals, service users and survivors. If you'd like to know more about the charity, feel free to look up us at www.inuf.org. Now let the show begin. Hello everyone. This is the Enough Said podcast brought to you live from Ithaca House. We're recording on Blue Ice microphones using Audacity software and Toshiba laptop PCs. We are co-hosted today by Michael Ahern. Hi. We are also visited and co-hosted by Stephen Code. Hi. And immaculately and measurably recorded by Mr. MKH Inc. Good day. And I am your host, Trevor Jones. Today we've got a special guest with us who we are hopefully going to explore and talk about employment, employment advice and mental health. So we'd like to welcome um, somebody who's worked for the London Borough of Newham for approximately 25 years. No, not that long. 20 years? Not even that long. 15. 15. 15 years. Uh, Mr. Paul Wren. Welcome, Paul. Speaking to the mic, Paul. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Hello. Uh, thank you for coming in today, Paul. It's really good to have you. We don't get experts who come along uh, to visit us that often, but today uh, you've graced us on what's one of the, been on one of the sunnier days in August. Uh, but could you tell us a little bit about the role that you've previously had as an employment advisor in a London borough of Newham? I previously worked um, with the London Borough of Newham and um, my main role was <coughs> to encourage people to think about em employment, training, education and routes that might lead to, to those particular areas. Trust me, Paul's not actually driving whilst he's doing this interview. I think we've just had a technical glitch. I'll take that. Uh, that's our iPads talking. So sorry, Paul. Uh, you was explaining about your um, background. Yes. What what I was um, what I have been doing for the last fifteen years is trying to develop an employment service in in Newham that would help people uh, who had interests in in. Uh, training and work experience placements and various other activities that would would eventually lead to some type of employment or voluntary work. Uh, my role up to date has been coming to enough to see uh, or meet people who are interested in all those areas and equally for uh, people who who uh, need a gentle nudge in the right direction, uh, rather than left to to their to their own dev devices, which can be very difficult in the in the job market as a whole. Um, 
so I have been doing quite a lot of work uh, with people from Enough and I have also been working with, with former colleagues who have been uh, giving me information about the changes that are taking place in, in, in the employment in employment in, in Newham and other parts of, 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 of the borough. Um, what would you say is one of the biggest changes in employment circumstances for people with mental health in Newham in the last 10 years? Uh, what has been happening is, is that services have been withdrawn or are disappearing not just in, in uh, mental health and employment but uh, overall. One of the problems though has been um, trying to encourage people not to give up their, their, uh, their dreams or their goals but uh, um, to actually think about what they might want to do if if the opportunity um, came for them um, was 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 for them and when you say services have been withdrawn which type of services are we talking about uh, is that workplace jobs in a plus all, all of those places yes yeah um, workplace and and, and uh, job center plus uh, working well in the past mm. and also um, I'm trying to think uh, um, there was another service um, which which was providing a service in Newham for especially in Stratford for quite some time and that that service has, has actually gone now uh, although that there, there were little little branches spread all over the place um, and uh, unfortunately I can't name name the name of them uh, so what do you think about in I mean I'll just throw this out to Stephen what do you think about employment services in local boroughs and what the provisions are for let's say members who attend organizations like independent near users for um I don't know I mean my experience with the job center and my experience with the job center this year has been that the lift is broken so I haven't been able to sign on upstairs so I don't get any help at and that's all. not a <laughs> that's not a metaphor for something else no, the, the, the lift, lift the lift really so I can't go upstairs to sign on so what happens is that is that the lady comes downstairs and just with the signing book I have to sign it so I don't really get any advice I don't really get any so do you think um, the more traditional routes like a job center plus are limited in what the, they can they, offer they, they seem incredibly stressed when you're in the job center now it's, it's not like you know um, say in the 90s when I go yeah, you know, uh, there's loads of security. Um, yeah, there's often, I mean, almost every time in there, there's some sort of argument or something going on. It's not okay. the, it's, it's not the most conducive place to kind of discuss your <laughs> yeah, goals, yeah. dreams, yeah, yeah, and objectives. Exactly, everyone just seems stressed. And uh, Michael, do you get that experience as well, where you might visit um, a job center plus or a government building, which is supposed to be providing advice and support? But it's actually giving more stress or a less conducive environment for your support needs. I think it depends who you get. You can get those who want to help, and you know you're just like a number, and they just want to just basically palm you off with 
whatever they can. So do you think that you're giving cook being given cookie cutter advice as opposed to advice that relates to your personal circumstances? A lot Well, some of them can do. Others are willing to listen. So I think it depends on whether you go in there if it's busy in it, yeah. what kind of day they've had. Yeah. If you can go on a really bad day and everyone just seems like in a foul mood. Okay, and they just want you to sign the paperwork. You can and just get on. out as quick as possible. Yeah. Um, Paul, do you recognise that this could be a problem in the employment advice arena? That uh, perhaps the the attitude of the broker is actually having an influence on the, the, the end client? Uh. I don't know about the attitude of, of, of the broker, but um, a lot of it is about whether people feel confident mm. to take uh, advantage of, of, of what choices are maybe on offer. Yeah. Um, I think the, the problem with the job centre is that they are <coughs> understaffed, and I haven't actually been in one for a long while now, but I used to... I used to go to. I mean, one according of the job to Stephen, centers. they sound like dangerous places <laughs> with the amount of security guards um, they have. The, the actual uh, level of security when when I was going around to the job centres is certainly in in, in uh, adding was increasing. Yeah. Um, and also the attitudes were apparently changing. Okay. And also quite a lot of um, workers, um, employment workers, were, were who who worked in the job centre. Mm. Were, were were taking early retirement, okay, uh, and 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 leaving as fast as they possibly could. Wow, um, because there was there was no incentive, yeah, for people to really look for work because they were practically told that there wasn't any. Yeah, and also quite a number of job brokers actually had that feeling, um, certainly in in this borough. Yeah, um, that that there was a there's a feeling of of. Um, what can I say? People giving up um, or giving up. Um, having said that, there, there are some people who, who have done quite well and they've actually um, been trying very hard uh, and, and doing all, all, making all the right moves. But um, And what's making the right moves? Well, basically staying in contact with, with the job centre uh, mm. and, and with other agencies. Yeah. Um, and and there are um, you know there are a few agencies, mm. but uh, one of the problems I have is I'm not really involved anymore. Yeah. And, I mean, since since I've been retired, I haven't really been doing a great deal of of work with people. Uh, my my attention has been elsewhere, really. But during your time as an employment advisor, what would you say were the top five things that individuals did to increase their opportunities for work or their incentive to work sorry who, uh, who? so what what would you say like maybe like a few tips that uh, individuals could use to increase their chances of being employed or using local job center or employment advice services well there's such thing that it's all it sort of disappeared now but um, I used to have a CV book in here at one time uh, okay. and 
I think it's very important for people to, to prepare themselves. Uh, the reason why it's very important is because there is competition out there and also employers are, are very choosy and they have and they over, over the years yeah, uh, the perfect CV that's out of date actually <laughs> there's a new one there was a book that we were just showing uh, Paul that he brought in called The Perfect CV by Tom Jackson and Ellen Jackson yeah. how uh, to get the job you really wanted but the problem with CVs now is that, that, that they've pra practically become out of date as well yeah and and that that's because there's new methods and techniques of, of, of helping people find find job jobs that they will be able so what are the new methods that are alternative to actually showing off your CV now? Uh, what is it? Um, I forgot, forgetting what it's called now, but it's, it's basically a, a, it, it's a method where people can, can um, look at all the qualities that, that they, they have and, yeah. and then look at the qualities that employment employers are actually looking for okay uh, like a skills assessment or review like a skills assessment okay yeah. and what do you think about websites like linkedin where i was thinking of linkedin where people yeah. as individuals can get connected with other people as like a social media network and they can put their experience as it were in a online web page where people can review and check it out i mean these are all buzzwords that have been floating around the the, the employment industry as it's now called yeah uh, for quite a few years now uh, sure and uh, the answer to that is I don't know because I, I I haven't seen it working I haven't seen that uh, I haven't seen that, that method that all the methods to, to help people um, find successful employment so what methods have you seen work as an employment advisor whilst you've been in the uh, I think it's mainly trying to to to, to upgrade pe people's skills and and to to help people fulfill their, their their goals and one way of doing that is is by actually um, looking at what what skills people have and what skills people need to to acquire and as what what confidence building skills are needed okay so confidence building is one thing uh, in terms of upgrading skills, would you suggest uh, people do things like workshops, courses, or find out about um, events and activities where they can learn new skills in their local area? Well, that that's that, they, yeah, that's one way. But there's also another way uh, which which has entered in, into Stratford into Newham, where there's a, a couple of people um, employed by the council who who are are trying to help people find work by placing people with employers doing an assessment first okay and then look looking at what what qualities are needed from from the employer's point of view yeah and then actually um, looking at at candidates and and what skills they have to offer so are those placements like permanent or temporary the idea is they should be permanent well they start off as temporary well, the idea is, is that, that, that they shouldn't have to start up this temporary. There's a, <laughs> I've forgotten what it's called now, but there's this method which, which has ca caused a lot of discuss, um, uh, uh, discussion, yeah. but e equally, um, 
not everyone thinks that it may work because the idea is that you stick an individual in an, of in an office or a factory or some sort of workplace or uh, and and uh, then you 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 have a worker that works with this person uh, and uh, the idea is, is is that they choose what what method they, they wish to work with which could be meeting someone for 30 minutes a week or 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 some sort of um, or actually doing a work experience placement to begin with although a lot of people aren't actually happy about that they well, let me let me just throw this to michael uh michael have you had any previous experiences about any compulsory or organized work placements uh for your connections with job center plus or i've had one or two courses i've had to go on okay and what were those courses do you remember? It was just sort of trying to get back into work. Okay. And uh, how long were those courses for? It's like six, something like six weeks, a um, couple weeks. Wow, that sounds quite a long time. I mean, is that like once a week or two, three days a week? I'm not quite sure because it was quite a while ago. Okay. <coughs> and um, Stephen, have you had any experiences of... Uh, compulsory work placements or yeah, perhaps did, um, even friend with sanctions even yeah I did what was it what's the thing the uh, um, conservatives brought in work what was it called PIP. a few years ago nah it was like um, I can't remember what it was called but it was useless um, what describe what it was like I'd, you, you go there you see your advisor he'd say have you done your CV you say yeah and then that, that was about it and he'd look for a few jobs for me and then there would be nothing there and then I'd go home yeah <laughs> uh, do you think that's something that everyone should expect as a minimum or do you think that's uh, nothing out of the ordinary it didn't seem like anyone was putting any effort into anything no okay. it's just but yeah it wasn't let me just throw this out to MKH uh, so MKH have you had any experiences or been told any stories about what it's like trying to get employment advice through Job Centre Plus? It's always been terrible. Yeah, you got to think that um, Job Centre Plus, it, people working, funded? people working there, yeah. is uh, is kind of the same as turkeys voting for Christmas. Yeah, because the fact that their jobs are to get people jobs. If they get everyone jobs, then they'll be out of a job. Right. So I, I've never, I've never found they're like to, a cog in a wheel, so to speak. Yeah, I've never found them to be useful. Yeah. No one that I've spoken to finds them useful. Yeah, they are simply just an a, an extra layer to the bureaucracy of of getting work. They're like a monitoring and registration unit, aren't they? Yeah, they're terrible. They don't even care about it. Like, yeah. How can you have more security? Uh, guards working in a in a job centre than actual staff yeah advisors yeah because that is the the um, environment that they've bred yeah in there mm. it's just because yeah when, when I was younger they never used to be yeah security now every single job you don't keep money there yeah so you obviously are saying stuff to antagonise people and no one's stealing the computers yeah because computers are old they're yeah. old as hell as well yeah. so exactly what why do you need securities because yeah. There's already an antagonistic relationship between yeah. the job centre advisor yeah. and um, yeah, Client. yeah, Client. yeah, exactly. Whoever whoever's unemployed at that time. So how do we appease this? I mean, 
uh, Paul, have you got any suggestions about what can be done to create more balance and uh, liaison between the client and the Job Centre Plus advisor so there's less animosity? Job Centre Plus advisor. Um, that's the, the problem with, with, with a Job Centre Plus advisor is that they, they don't seem to be um, liaising uh, as, as as much as they were when when I was working for for Newham Council. Okay, we did have regular meetings with with um, Newham Council, myself and uh, and the two other workers that were working with me. And which role were you doing then? Well, I was doing the role that um, that I had when I when I uh, retired from Newham Council. For the listeners, what was the role called? Huh? was the role called uh, employment specialist and because you was an employment specialist you was dealing with uh, is it referrals from the NHS or referrals from London Borough of Newham where's like mental health it was, clients? Uh, it was mainly from the NHS but also from the London Borough of, of Newham yeah and what would you say was the best aspects of what employment advisors could do for their clients uh well, that's that's a tricky question, really, because I'm not sure what I wasn't sure in the end exactly what was expected of us who were working in in the employment field. Yeah, and uh, and also I had this uh, this this feeling that um, we 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 there was expectations yeah. that we weren't able to fulfil. Like what and, type and of expect what type of expectations? Targets mainly. Um, there were lots of targets as to outcomes of of, of employment. Whether, whether it's just like the number of people that you saw versus the number of people you had to get into jobs per week or exactly, per month. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And were was there any structure with a type of methods that you were supposed to use to get the individual clients that you saw into work? There was. I mean, there was the, obviously the structure. Um, that the infrastructure was 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 based on on people's needs, yeah. uh, on their employment needs. Because I remember when you was working for the London Borough of Newham, you were physically coming into Ithaca House at least one day a week uh, to use the IT suite as a part of a job centre plus routine, where the enough members got to see you on a one to one basis at a building that was familiar to them, where they were coming outside of let's say the council and going to a more familiar local community project to meet a London Borough of Newham advisor so it was almost like you were working away from home so to speak did that make it more comfortable for the clients to engage with the idea of looking for work um, it may be more comfortable for them it wasn't necessarily very comfortable for us because people would would simply walk walk through the door. Okay. And 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 that and some people weren't very well when 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 they asked to to see either myself or Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think we we had concerns uh, about uh, how the how ready people were. Okay. For, for, for looking for employment or or even thinking about training and and and, and education. Sure. So, um, I've, I mean, this is quite interesting, I'll, I'll, all for me anyway, but I think I'll try and field a question to Michael and Stephen. Do you think Job Centre Plus is 
uh, and their advisors could benefit from creating a kind of a drop-in style service where the client can come in when they want so that they can get an idea of the services that are available that are available to them as opposed to only coming in at a specific time I, 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 I don't know how many people would turn up if that was the option yeah Oh, so uh, so let's say people do come in for the actual people come in um, to sign on to sign on. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say, it seems to be that there's this cluster of when you sign on, you have to get that's the moment that you get the advice before and after you sign on, mm. and you have to do this 10 minute interview. And if you don't do the interview, that's the reason why you get sanctioned. But what I'm trying to say is, should they separate the advice from the signing on? So there's an a, there's a signing on session which is purely about signing on. And then you can come in whenever you want to get the advice you need. Well, I mean, I mean, they they do have a number of computers there that people can drop in when they want and and do a job search. Yeah. And they have a number of computers at the job centre. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I mean, e- even their website. I, I use other job websites, not Universal Job Match, which is the um. Because that's a restrictive software. That's the DSS one. Yeah, and you only get to see the jobs that came in like yeah, maybe yeah. two weeks ago, whereas you can probably go on Google and find out. Exactly. What's I mean, now. there's other far better job sites, but the the job centre wants you to use their site, so yeah. you have to kind of give um, uh, evidence an, that you've an used. algorithm. Yeah, and stuff yeah. Like. But wouldn't it make sense? I mean, um, I'm gonna probably put this to you, Michael. Wouldn't it make sense if they treated it more like an internet cafe, where once you sign in you can probably go to a computer um, for the next hour and a half and you can just log in with a password and check out job sites and then they can just check the history of what you logged in as and say you applied for these free jobs with read.co.uk or indeed or whatever it is. Would that work? I prefer the human touch more rather be talking to someone and just like using a computer. Okay. So, do you think having that kind of interaction of, I've been here signing on for maybe three, four, six weeks, but you know me by now, and you know this is a type of job that I'm after, if there's a vacancy, I'd like to apply for it. Is that what yeah. you Yeah. Because computers are good, but it's not as if you're just leaving it all not to a computer and not really to talking to a person. Yeah. And what other benefits do you think there are from talking to a person rather than logging in yourself and adding de- extra details? I think you you got you got more of with a computer. You don't really feel like you're li- being listened to because it's just there to type and it gives you the information. But there's no yeah, it's, there's no sort of um, reaction with it. Because it's, it's kind of static, and the computer doesn't understand what you're coping with or dealing yeah, with on a yeah. week-to-week basis. Okay. Um, what do you think about that, MKH? Do you think um, Job Center Pluses and employment advisors need more of a human touch when it comes to interacting with their clients? Well, they, they've they've been given briefs by a government that doesn't care about ordinary people, and they are the f- the first line of defense in implementing that. I think they have to mm. lose all emotion just to be able to get through wa- the day. Yeah, wake up in the morning and go and do a job as horrible as working in, in Job Center Plus. I mean, it's a soul. Do you think it's a, it's a soul destroying thing in terms of uh, they would rather be somewhere else, or is it soul destroying in terms of they can never 
meet the targets that are expected of them. Yeah, they're impossible targets, but you know what's more soul distressing, soul de- destroying than that. What? Watching Theresa May dance in South Africa. <laughs> oh, that you should probably make a mention of that. That, that actually ripped me I, in two. I haven't actually seen that, but um, that's, you don't want to. Why would you want to inflict such pain? You don't want to inflict such pain on yourself, but that's that's more soul destroying than actually having to implement fake targets because the targets are yeah. impossible you're never going to find a country with 100% employment yeah it's always going to be a level empl- of unemployment, unemployment. Yeah. and um, speaking to other job centre advisors there, there's tricks to it so if you put a person on a two week um, placement yeah you can count them as being a. you can not you don't count them as being employed, but you yeah. can take them off the unemployed, unemployed list. Oh, and it starts the time again. Yeah, exactly. So that means if somebody was generally unemployed mm. from January to December, if they get onto a two-week work placement in March, yes, when they come up. back in April, they're not three months unemployed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's unemployed. how that's how the figures are co- continuously oh, fiddled, wow. as well as the zero-hour contracts because. With zero hour contracts, we all know you're not guaranteed any hours, but you're counted as and being sometimes employed. Sometimes you're not given any hours yeah, at all. But you're counted as being employed. So okay. this is this is what people are failing to see. So when you look in the news, uh, where they say, "Oh, it's, we've had the highest employment rate since the financial crash," it's, yeah. it's, it's all lie. Yeah. Plus, people people can't even afford the same things they could ten years ago. Yeah. Um, people that are fully like are in full employment. Are using, are, are using food banks. I just, I, I just, don't, I just don't understand how that can happen in a country which is, I think it's the fourth or fifth richest country on the planet. Okay, so let me just throw this question back to Paul. Is the reality of being an employment advisor not just helping people find work, but helping people manage phases of unemployment? Because it seems like with the numbers that Malachi has given us now and the methods that are being used by Job Center Plus, being unemployed is almost a guaranteed cycle of life for every individual. And it's about how they manage the length of that unemployment and what they do to transition from that. Is that true? Uh, I think the, the main problem is is that people do have expectations yeah and people have this expectation that when they leave school or college or, yeah um, then there should be a job waiting for them or when they leave their work experience placement or, yeah. or their apprenticeship or, or what, whatever scheme that they've yeah. been involved in mm. there, there will be a job for them mm. or at least that's what people used to think yeah now of course the reality is biting yeah uh, and um, obviously, this what we're witnessing is more and more people, yeah. not just losing their jobs, but not being able to, if they have a job already, yeah. the possibility of losing their job and not having another job. But is that also because we live in communities, and I think Newham's one of them, where there's not just high levels of unemployment or higher than usual levels of unemployment, but there's low levels of employability in the area because there's just not enough organizations and there's not enough uh workplaces to go around for example that was that was that was what what was being on my mind yeah robin wales set up workplace he's now gone yeah it'll be interesting to to see what what happens to to that scheme although in fact robin wales was was not um 
was not a person's friend. <laughs> he was he, he was only interested in people who, who were super fit and, and could sustain work yeah. for, for long periods of I mean, time. that seemed to be like the Westfield project ideal where everyone who kind of got a job at Westfield just after the Olympics, I think it was, uh, they were like pre-selected from like three or four different agencies. Yeah, and they were from outside of Newham, not necessarily Newham-based residents yeah. were finding easy pathways into work into the, to get into the complex of Westfield. <coughs> so um, is there like a, a, a top two or three tips that you could give individuals hope um, when it comes to looking for employment or even going back to their employment advisor and communicating with them in a substantial way? I mean, it, it, I think it's worthwhile... Uh, Addressing people like uh, organisations like Workplace, yeah. But Workplace lost uh, has lost quite a lot of its funding, I believe. It's they they used to have a massive office block, and now I think they've been reduced to one one ground floor office. So it's, that was that was uh, what I I saw the last time I I visited them. So in a nutshell, would you say that an idea would be if you are having to go for the DWP or Job Centre Plus? and they are not providing the service that you need that instead of trying to change the system it might be an idea to find another independent organization that provides employment advice that supports you as well yes it it, it, it definitely is worthwhile um but it's also worthwhile looking for for employment schemes that that have some promise of, of employment well, once those schemes are, com- are completed. And where would people find those employment schemes? Well, they used to be through the job centre, but uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not quite sure now. Does anyone know? Okay, it sounds like a, a, a question for Google. Um, we're going to have to wrap that up for now, um, but thanks for coming in and telling us about your experiences of being an employment advisor, Paul. Really appreciate that. So, big round of applause, Paul. Alright, thank you. And uh, thank you for coming on on to the show. Um, So we're going to have to love you and leave you as we bring this episode to a close. So that was our one about employment advice uh, through an employment advisor. We are now going to say goodbye to our co-host, Michael Ahan. See ya. And our other co-host, Stephen Code. Cheers. Our uh, marvellous sound engineer, MKH Inc. Bye-bye. And my, even myself will have to go uh, on that my merry way. So it's goodbye from me, Trevor Jones, your host. Uh, if you'd like to know more about the registered charity, feel free to go online and Google search www.inuf.org. Our website, again, is www.inuf.org, searchable by Google or just put it in a URL. If you want to follow us on social media, our hashtag is enough said. That's hashtag I-N-U-F-S-A-I-D. Or simply go to Twitter and follow our charity at enough underscore for charity. That's at I-N-U-F underscore T-H-E-C-H-A-R-I-T-Y. We've been enough said. You've been our audience. Thank you and have a great day.